Hi, good morning. Welcome to Life with Jesus. And this is the third day of the seven-day devotional um, that I'm doing for uh, during this Lenten season. So now, yep, it's day three. And yeah, we'll still be doing a reship, reflection plus worship. So our verse actually for day three is Matthew 24. Uh, verse 1 to 36. Let me read this. Destruction of the temple and signs of the end of uh, the end times. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. Do you see all these things? He asked. Truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. But see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. At the time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great distress and equal from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. At the time, if anyone at that time, if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Messiah or there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you, there he is, out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or here he is, in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, 
so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as, as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, that he is near right at the door. Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Speak to us, O Lord. Thank you for your word. You know, um, brothers and sisters, when, when I read this, actually, and, you know, during my reflection, Upon reading this, it's actually a scary, I mean, I got scared, honestly, upon reading um, this verse, this word, the destruction of the temple and, you know, the signs of the end of times. Actually, the, the whole Matthew 24, 1-36 discuss about the second coming, you know, I, I got this question in my mind, like if if God is about, you know, the God the Father will come, you know, this if the second coming is now, am I prepared? I mean, how can I survive if that is actually going to happen in my lifetime? Am I going to be part of the elect? You know, when he said the elect here, these are his chosen ones. These are the faithful followers of Christ Jesus, of God the Father. Am I, you know, doing the right thing to deserve a spot? You know, there's a lot of chaos here, um, a lot of struggles. So that's one word, actually, one of the three words that I got um, that I wanted to share to you as part of my reflection. So the first word is struggle. You know, it's written in, actually, it says here in uh, verse 8, right, that all these are the beginning of birth pains. You know, what are those? This is when Jesus uh, described it um, on verse 6. He said, um, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. And then there's also nation on the verse 7. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. 
He also said here there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. You know, it got me thinking that it's currently happening in our world. What's written here, it's happening. And it's not for me to say that, you know, it's, it could be the second coming. But the whole word of God is his word. You know, it said, he said that his word will never pass away. You know, heaven and earth can pass away, but his word will never pass away. He said that. And he also said here, you know, in verse 34, he said, Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. And if you're a believer of the God, if you believe in his word, you know, this is the actual truth that whatever it is that's declared in here, the chaos, you know, the earthquakes, the wars, kingdom against kingdom, it's going to happen. He also said here that it's only the Father who will know when. And we don't need to guess because he will come from the clouds. That's what the prophet Daniel prophesied on the Old Testament. So we will all witness that. And, you know, I realized like those struggles, we have them already in our lifetime. Those are all happening or happened. And it got me thinking that, you know, um, what could be my role? What could be the action that I can choose to take on? You know, what kind of struggle I can partake? You know, these questions like suffering because it's Holy Week. It's also part of my intention and, you know, part of what I wanted to achieve in terms of me being able to have a deeper realization of God's suffering during his, you know, last few days before the cross. You know, when I get into that picture of God being, you know, the Jesus Christ suffering, being put in the cross, you know, that journey. I actually felt like the question of what kind of suffering or the question of comparing the struggle that I've been to in my life is not even the right way to do. I feel ashamed of just being able to think that, but I also hear God tells me that that's okay. It's just right. As his creation, the only way for me to gauge 
and to remain faithful is actually to walk, even though it hurts, you know, to embrace the struggles, to embrace the suffering wholeheartedly, as it's not even a comparable thing to what he does, to what God does to his son, Jesus Christ, that brings salvation. That's why we are safe. That's why I am safe. I realize that, you know, if whatever, if these, you know, things will happen one day in my lifetime, these kind of struggles, you know, chaos, wars, I believe that if I have developed the faith in Christ and embraced that it's part of me connecting to him more, you know, the struggles of my life and the struggles of the world, that it's all connected to each and every one of us. It's like a puzzle that we are all connected. We all share, you know, this things that's been declared to happen. And it's up to us to improve the outcome when Christ, when God, you know, one day visit us in his second coming. If it's, you know, if we are going to be one of the chosen one, one of the elect one, because this is an unavoidable thing. It's gonna happen. It's just a matter of when. And now, thinking about that, I would embrace every struggle of, you know, that I can encounter or will be, rather will be encountering in my lifetime with joy, with excitement, because struggle means an opportunity for me to do, you know, the better choice, an opportunity for me to grow more in faith, to depend only on Him. And struggles, problems, even though it will hurt. If I do develop, you know, the faith that it's incomparable to what God did to save me, to bring salvation, then I think it's okay. It's like it's a different perspective of, you know, experiencing challenges in our lives, that it will bring a beautiful outcome later on, that hopefully, you know, even though it's a rough road, I mean, life, it's a combination of rough and happy days, right? Smooth and rough days. But when we're on rough situation, this is when our faith will be tested. And as he said, you know, in this word, there will be birth pains. And I want that, you know, the outcome of these lessons, you know, from, from those challenging times will be the outcome of a stronger faith, 
that is on track to be qualified and be called by the angels when God visit us from the cloud of heavens. And yeah, talking about faith, it's another uh, word that I got in here. You know, it's like a test of faith. That's an invitation for me to remain faithful. You know, and I will be rewarded. I will be rewarded. It's He also write it down here. You know, that in, in verse 9, he said, then you will be... Um, Sorry, he, he yeah he he write it down here that you just need to be to to remain uh, faithful. Um, it's in verse thirteen rather. He said here that but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved, and I wanted to be saved. Of course, every one of us wants to be saved, and yeah, I realize this is also a good reminder upon reading the word it's a reminder that you know our faith will always be tested but we have to remain faithful you know in the process he said here that we will be hated he said that then you will be handed over to be persecuted and you know put to death and you will be hated by all nations because of me he also said that at the time many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. So if it's it's more of like um God is reminding us that there will be, you know, uh there will be people or there will be someone in our lifetime that could deceive us, that would you know that may bring us to a different path and may distract us to our faith. But, you know, this word is a reminder for us to remain faithful. It's just a test of our faith. And again, it's an invitation that we need to stand firm until the end, until the end, that we may be saved. And then the last word, I write it down here, salvation. No, it's the reward in heaven. And it's true. You know, based on his word, those who remain faithful, those who see the beauty in the struggle and choose to become a better version of himself, you know, at the end of the road, those will be the one that the angel will be called. Those will be the one that will be part of his chosen elect and has a spot in the kingdom of heavens. And it's a beautiful reminder also, you know, that living in this world, we have to anchor most of our time developing our faith in Christ because that one day will happen and we don't know when it's written here it's written here I'm hearing God is wanted me to tell that it will happen work double time 
you know, to grow our faith. It's going to hurt, especially for beginning, if we have a lot of, you know, things, habits that we've developed already because we depend on our human nature and capacity. Now is the time. Now, I believe now God wants us, inviting us to repent and to start all over again, bear the pain of the struggle of getting into the right track. And it will be worth it, worth it. He wants us to be safe. He already declared that he's gonna come again. It will happen. His word will never pass. His word will never pass. Brothers and sisters, take it seriously. We only live once here on earth, but we also have a better responsibility. It's also a calling for us to partake the suffering, to expand our horizon, to expand our reach, so that we need, you know, we have that urgency that it's not only us, it's not only one person. We are a disciple of Christ. We also need to save our immediate loved ones. And in order for us to do that is we need to double time on ourselves, read this word, grow more in this word, so that we could grow more in love and faith. We could live a happy life. And it's just like a ripple effect. It will go and pass through our immediate circle. And, you know, the growth will be exponential. So those, you know, it's really beautiful. I feel so blessed just by being able to share. You know, when I do this, it's really random thoughts. I mean, I prepare some pointers before recording, but it's really random. I pray first before I start, and I hope that you're getting something, not from me, but from him, if you're listening to this podcast. That's my prayer to God. And I know he wants to, you know, speak to you in this platform and it's not an accident that you reach you know this moment where you get to decide you know on the question of what if today is the day of the second coming am i part of the chosen one how about my loved ones how about my closest friends, the people that I love? That's something that we can reflect and we can ask. It's never too late. I believe God designed this podcast to speak to you, to us. You know, even, even though it hurts to get started, 
to remove the unnecessary clutter that's not pleasing to him. It is possible. It is possible. As long as we shift our perspective of struggle, that there will be, you know, a birth pain of faith, renewed faith, a stronger faith, a more loving faith that will bring us to, to our salvation. God bless you. And let me sing a song entitled, Even When It Hurts, by Hilson United. Be blessed. Sing your praise 
through the struggle that will turn us to the best version of ourselves, that will birth a more renewed faith and a renewed person that is deserving to be chosen during your homecoming to partake the celebration in heaven. We will praise you, Father. Thank you.